Hello, this is Julie Duffy. Hello, Julie Duffy. This is Jimmy Cavanaugh, your friend from Zoom. Oh, hi. Hey, Julie. I've got a great idea for a podcast. It's where we watch all the Fast and Furious films and then discuss them over breakfast. And here's the best bit. It's called Breakfast and Furious. You want to co-host it with me? Jimmy, that sounds really good, but uh, I'm kind of busy. Could I, like, do a part-timey? Yeah, just, like, come on any episode you want. <laughs> you know what I say to that? Let's go for a ride. Father Brian. <laughs> I guess it's breakfast. We could say we could say good morning to each other. Good morning, Julie. Oh, that's nice. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, Julie. And good morning to you at home. I hope your morning's going good. I hope you slept good. Sweet dreams, guys. You can't say sweet dreams when someone's woken up. That's only night time. I hope they just had sweet dreams. Fingers crossed. In this economy, who who is? Mm. Um, welcome to Breakfast and Furious. Breakfast and Furious? Breakfast. Breakfast. The Breakfast and the Furious for today's episode. Today's episode, yes, we are talking about The Fast and the Furious, the first film in the Fast and Furious franchise. The first of nine films. Uh, no, yes, a and a Netflix series, I've just discovered. Uh, and a Netflix series? There's a Netflix. Is this a cartoon? Is this? Yeah, it's it's called Fast and Furious Spy Racers. And uh, if we want this to be a true completionist Fast and Furious podcast, we're going to have to listen to the whole thing or watch it even. <laughs> no, I think we should just listen. <laughs> no visuals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll need to do. Uh, Julie, how was your breakfast? What did you have today? Uh, well, Jimmy, as you know, we're recording this in the past, but... Mm our minds and our hearts are already in the future with pancake tuesday definitely um the best day of the year some would say i would say or just you would um yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say it i'm gonna commit to it pancake tuesday best day of the year worst day of the year the day after your birthday oh what about that what about the day you take down the christmas tree oh that's pretty shit too oh, especially that one gets me if that's the day after your birthday Oh, double whammy. I hate that for those people. Please write in if you're one of those people. <laughs> we'll give you Jimmy's email address at the very end. It's personal. But um, now, Jimmy, this, I need to ask, are you a mm -hmm. crepe guy or are you a pancake guy? So a crepe is just a, a, a thinner pancake, right? It's just a flatter pancake. Or am I completely wrong about that? I want to say, well, now I want to say, so if we're thinking like the, the little fluffy American ones versus... I'm talking big, French, folded. Usually there's an Nutella component aspect. I'll say if I'm having it for breakfast and I want it sweet with some like maple syrup or some Nutella, I'm going to go pancake. But if I'm like having going savory mode, I'll, I'll go crepe, like stuff some. Um... Well, actually, I haven't had a savory crepe since I've gone vegetarian. So I don't know what I'd stuff it with now. Not chicken. Jeez. You, you're eating chicken crepes? Well, I was back when I ate meat, but not anymore. Like a shredded chicken? 
Um, I was in France once uh, on our on our TY school tour, and we went to mm-hmm. a savory crepe house, and I had a delicious chicken crepe. I think it was just like not a full chicken, but you know, like the thighs or something in a crepe. <laughs> just like the thighs or something. Like thighs. Now, here's something I'm wondering if this has been invented yet, and I feel like maybe not. Do you think anyone's doing a savory spice bag crepe? Oh my god. I don't think so. I don't think savory crepes are a big thing here, but I think if you made that, you'd be really tapping into something. I I mean, I feel like a savory crepe died when lemon died. Is lemon dead fully now? Well, okay, for everyone at home, there was a cool lemon and there was there was another lemon, lemon being mm. the crepe and pancake restaurant. Uh there was a waffle option, there were sandwiches. But there was one right beside uh, myself and Jimmy where we went to college. And there is another one, but it's just, it's not the same. So true. I've, I've such a lovely memory of that, the cool lemon, um, when I was <laughs> in the library overnight, the day before my dissertation was due. I wrote my dissertation on Spider-Man, as I'm sure you recall, Julie. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I basically stayed up for about 48 hours to write this dissertation. And in between, at, a, at about 10 a.m., uh, I went out to, to Lemon and got a big stack of pancakes where I was joined by two of my friends who just happened to get off the Lewis. Um, the lovely Una Harty and Sorshame Judge uh, joined me for oh. a lovely breakfast. I have a not so good memory when I was there with my good friend Pauline and she choked on her pancake and I had to give her the Heimlich. That was scary. <laughs> I don't mean to mock this moment for you, but what do you mean? Like the full Heimlich occurred? She started choking. Her face started kind of changing color. I was like, do you need the Heimlich? And she nodded. She couldn't say anything. So I went around her, put my arms around and just gave one little pump. And it was all good that it, it, it came out. So it wasn't too dramatic, but it was pretty scary. I mean, for a pancake situation, which is usually just a, such a happy time. Mm. That's taking a dark turn. It was, yeah, it was terrifying. God, maybe Cool Lemon, maybe we really shouldn't miss it that much by the sense of things. Yeah, maybe that's why they shut down. <laughs> Pauline just kept going for them every time. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for that compensation. <laughs> so did you go for pancakes this morning then? Or did you go crepe mode? Uh, no, I did go pancake this morning. I went Fluffy mm. American, thank you to uh, bbcfood.com which I mean they're not our sponsors so maybe blur them out but <laughs> I feel like anything any recipe I look up they are there they're always there they've just got they're always recipe. one step ahead Jimmy every recipe anything you want they're like oh no problem I used a very similar recipe I also had pancakes this morning but I added in a bit of a crazy twist um, mm. you'll hear more on that later but I uh, I blended in some <laughs> raspberries with the with the batter to make like raspberry flavor pancakes and you're shaking your head. You're wagging your finger at me, Julie. What's going on? I, to me, <laughs> the raspberry to me is not a pancake fruit. And it's also just, I've had this conversation with people many times. I mm-hmm. think they are like a third or fourth tier fruit. I don't think they deserve oh. to be like up there with the main ones. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. What's a top tier fruit for you? Banana. Banana? Banana every time. Not even a fruit. 
It's like a. It's like a. What lump. do you mean? It's not even a fruit. It's like a, it's it's like like a, a carb or something. Is <laughs> a banana like a? Is butter a carb? This might be a hot take, and I don't, I don't know, know. If you can have a hot take on the definition of a food, but I think banana is a carb. That's <laughs> just a bold-faced claim. They are clearly a fruit. They are. They are like the, like the iconic, like the, uh, the exemplary fruit. A banana, juicy, an apple, an orange. Uh, but not all fruits need to be juiced, car Jimmy. Name not a non-juicy fruit. fruit apart from banana. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I don't appreciate this at all. Uh, oh, ah, oh, Jeannie Max. Jimmy, I've never been asked this question, and I've never, I've never thought of this in my life. Are raspberries that juicy? You could squeeze them and juice would come out, but not a lot. There's no banana juice, is there? No. No, you could make a banana smoothie. Love that for them. But no, listen, they're the best fruit. But, uh, to be honest, um, bananas are great with pancakes. I've done this same thing with bananas before where I blend them into the mix and I've done it with apples. Uh, raspberries really... Uh, you just said you liked apples. They were a top tier fruit. Blended them in. I don't know but. I don't know why you keep blending stuff in. <laughs> I feel like just leave it on the top. <laughs> hey, I wanted to try something new, you know, for this Pancake Tuesday. And did I'm it work sorry, out what is not? your go-to? Yeah. Yes, it did. It looked like it wasn't going to for the first pancake. I'd kind of given up hope because uh, that one was, it was like almost fleshy. But then... Why have you said that? <laughs> why have you said that to people in the morning? The rest of the pancakes were delicious. And my roommate, Ali, even had one. And she said it was actually good. So... It was actually good. It was actually good, yeah. <laughs> the review everyone dreams of receiving, <laughs> I imagine. So what this podcast is about is basically Julie and I are discussing yes. the Fast and Furious films over breakfast. Uh, now, as I'm sure no one wants to be listening to us munching on our breakfast as we talk. So we've just had breakfast and now we're talking movies. And Jimmy, what what movie did you watch last night? What movie did you rent off YouTube and experience last night? I watched The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you did the same. Otherwise, I watched a completely different film. <laughs> oh, no. I thought we were going to talk ahead of time just to keep it fresh. <laughs> and I just, I watched something else, <laughs> to be honest. Now you see me is what I want. No, I wish. Mm -hmm. I watched the 2001 phenomenon, The mm -hmm. Fast and the Furious. Uh, like Julie said, it is available to rent on YouTube for $3.99. <laughs> um, so I'd recommend doing that and then coming back because we will be spoiling the film. This is your spoiler yeah. warning. Julie, what did you think of The Fast and the Furious directed by Rob Cohen? The Fast and the Furious, 2001, directed by Rob Cohen. Uh, what, what, where does one begin? Honestly, so much, so much occurred that I didn't think was going to happen. Um, I feel like that film was made during the craze of 3D movies. Um, and then somewhere along the way, they just didn't make it 3D. And they didn't really know what else to do. <laughs> I'm going to give it three stars out of five. Oh, wow. <laughs> straight in with the rating. <laughs> I've got to straight in. I, I really, honestly, I don't know if I want to go right in with the spoiler or if this is a spoiler. 
I didn't even understand that this film had a storyline. I thought it was just people in cars driving fast, being angry. But then when someone is a mole <laughs> for the FBI, that's when I was like, you know what? I could watch this film. Oh, you know, I, I actually thought I figured that out straight away because the first time we see, I'm going to say his name, uh, Brian, played by Paul Walker. Whoa. Uh, he's mm-hmm. buying a sandwich in Dom Toretto's sandwich <laughs> shop. And immediately I'm thinking to myself, what's up with this fool? What is he, sandwich <laughs> crazy? That was the best part of the film. <laughs> the moment the evil guy who... We know he's evil immediately because he's mm-hmm. wearing two vests at the same time. Yes. Uh, a mesh vest over a solid vest. When he comes out with that line, I think, wow, <laughs> a fight's about to occur. What are you, sandwich crazy? <laughs> and then he calls him a, a oh, homophobic yeah. slur. Vince, <laughs> one of the villains, is very homophobic in this. But I noticed he's like the only homophobe. Everyone else seems pretty... Uh, I know the other two boys in the gang, Jesse and um, Leon, I want to say, they seem to be a couple. I'm not sure. They give me real couple vibes. Why why did you read that? Well, at one point, Jesse's about to race and Leon drives his car over to him and he 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 looks him in the eyes like, hey man, visualize the win, visualize the win. And then also in that scene where Vince accuses Ryan of being sandwich crazy, uh, Jesse and Leon are in the corner just talking about how much they like Brian's hair. Now I'm gonna say I'm gonna say immediately that Brian's hair, Paul Walker's hair in this film, it it transcended sexuality, gender. It was the best mm. hair I've ever seen. It's not too dissimilar to your current hairstyle. Looking at you here, I don't know if Paul Walker had a mullet that he cut himself at one a.m. <laughs> if that's what you're trying to but say. But he did have he did have blonde tips. But he had frosted tips that were just done so right i feel like that's the mm. reference photo you bring into the hairdressers and that's just not what you get but that's yeah. the dream unattainable they, they weren't even frosty they were like golden like golden Ooh. tips mm. brought out his eyes something beautiful like that was his eyes were sparkling throughout this film Seriously. did you notice that it was like he was oh always God. on the verge of crying but in a in a hot way beautiful <laughs> in a smoking hot way I was going to say, how did you feel about Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Now, another character who I do think was LGBTQ friendly because he has a party at his house and there's girls kissing each other at the party. How did you feel about that? You know what? Usually usually I'm like, oh, here we go. This is one for the boys. This is something. But but honestly, no one. (laughs) They showed a shot of it. And it kind of felt like the gals were just doing it for themselves. There yeah. was we didn't really see them again. There was no hooting and hollering. It was just like these two women are enjoying one another's company. It was no different than the scene in the newest Star Wars film where uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter kisses a girl, and it's on the camera for a split second. And it took them what forty years to get a gay kiss in there. Fast and Furious doing it from movie one. Two thousand and one. That was the time. I don't know how we we lost it along the way, but one we had something. <laughs> but also, have we explained what this film is about? No. Not exactly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker's hair and eyes really got in the way. Well, someone's heisting DVD players from trucks. That's And the whole time I was like, what's in these DVD players? 
why mm-hmm. does everyone want these DVD players? But I forgot it's 2001. Everyone wants DVD players. Because I was now, thinking maybe there's going to be I, I, drugs in them or guns hiding in them. But no, they're just money. DVD players. I, I reckon Panasonic paid Rob Cohen a lot of money to get their DVDs featured. You know what? An unspoken hero of this film is product placement. I was seeing Coke coming out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. I am seeing Panasonic being... People are dying for Panasonics. Mm-hmm. Trucks getting boosted. And truckers, again, spoiler, at the end of the film, there is this insane driving fight scene with a faceless trucker who has gun and clearly some rage problems. These truckers are willing to die to protect mm. these Panasonics. Just let them have them. There's there's one scene where Brian and Dominic Toretto, who's Vin Diesel's character, and Vince, mm-hmm. they've snuck into Johnny Tran's garage. Uh, oh. Johnny Tran's one of their racing rivals because they want to check out yeah. what they've got, what engines they've got for the upcoming uh, race war, which is <laughs> which is not. I don't know if race war was in popular lexicon in two thousand one, but in this case, it's just cars racing in a desert. But they keep talking about the upcoming race. Do you think that's really war. what it is? <laughs> Do you think that was a side of the film that we just <laughs> didn't explore further enough? Do you think the whole film is a metaphor? Honestly, honestly, it could have been. It could have been. What do you think Lance with the snakeskin <laughs> pants represents in the metaphor? Let me tell you something. Lance with the snakeskin pants absolutely terrified me to my core. Mm. Lance with the snakeskin pants. I don't believe blinks once in the film. <laughs> <laughs> There's no emotion behind his eyes, and I think he has seen something that we can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. I think you're right and i'm sorry oh the thing is when they when they go into their garage brian spots that they've got a mountain of panasonic dvd players in here so he's like oh they're doing the heists turns out no they just bought all those dvd players legally they just wanted a mountain of dvd players what they... they got a lot of dvds to watch it was like panasonic was the currency of the time was nearly what they were saying to us and that you needed to invest right then and there in the Panasonics. Were, were there any characters you you liked, you, uh, you could uh, relate with in any way? Well, I will say this. Johnny Tran's <laughs> cheekbones mm. also kind of stole the show for me. Mm, you could slash tires with those things. Yeah, and I'm sure he has. Mm-hmm. Knowing Johnny Tran. And I'm more than sure he has. Also, sorry, <laughs> the premise of this film, people are boosting trucks mm-hmm. to steal Panasonic DVD players. Yes. So our boy, Brian Paul Walker, gets involved with the, the drag racing community. Mm-hmm. Not what you think. And then he falls in love. The, okay. No, okay. no. Let's, we okay. need to with the love story real quick as well. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He falls in love with Vin Diesel's sister. He knows he's only going to be undercover for uh, two weeks, maximum 10 days. What is he doing? He's going native. As the chief says, chief says, Brian, you going native on me? And I'm thinking, yeah, I think he he didn't mean to fall in love. It just happened. Jim, I just, okay. Also, the chief. (laughs) The chief is someone I want to see more of, especially as he delivered the line, you want time? Go buy the magazine. <laughs> wow. Is that something I want to start saying immediately? Yes. 
<laughs> but also, Paul Walker's boss hmm. in his in his undercover role, he works in that uh, garage car part shop. His boss needs to take annual leave yesterday. That man is on the brink of an absolute breakdown. I relate to that so heavily. <laughs> he is yanking out that hair for no reason. He only has one appearance, right? In that one scene where he's very upset. Does he come back? <laughs> so upset. I don't believe we ever see him again. And I only hope that he's on holidays because he wasn't able for it. And I loved him. But he stayed with me the whole film. I kept wondering, mm. where is he? No. Oh. Here's something I wondered the whole film. Okay. You're going to make a film called The Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. about cars. Mm-hmm. And you're you're not going to play Tracy Chapman's fast car the entire way through this film. That's a really good point. I you waited. You play it once. I waited the whole way. Do you think no. it's going to show up in any of the sequels? I severely hope so, to be mm. honest. I don't think I remember a time where fast car wasn't in my life. Tracy Chapman's soulful ode to, to pain in our lives. Mm. Always with me. Nine, year, nine years old. Doing a fast car. Loved it. We do get Ja Rule rapping over the credits. Did that do anything for you? The moment it was Ja Rule, I was like, oh, from the Fire Festival? Great. But here's something else. Ja Rule is not only rapping over the credits. Ja Rule is in the film. Ja Rule has uh, one of the most insane (laughs) storylines. Ja Rule is in a drag race. Uh, his girlfriend Monica comes up to him and uh, and kind of puts her boob in his hand and says, this is yours whether you win or lose. But if you win, you get her as well and points to uh, her friend. So I guess Ja Rule gets a threesome if he wins, but he doesn't win and he's so upset. There's a scene where Paul Walker drives by him really fast and he screams, no, Monica! <laughs> Now, here's also something about the soundtrack to this film. Um, no fast car. Ja Rule, for some reason, was involved. It won a Stinkers Award for the most intrusive musical score in 2001. No way. I didn't even notice it. Most intrusive. intrusive. Well, that's interesting you- because I remember in, in the big scene at the end where the cars are fighting with the truck and trucker with gun. <laughs> There's there's no music for almost that whole scene, and it's so intense. And uh, Vince's arm is caught in the zip line, and he's bleeding, and he's trying to jump back into the car, but he can't reach. And I'm and Letty dri- drives her car under the truck, and I'm thinking, whoa, this is exciting. I'm feeling the intensity. <laughs> And I thought it was cool that there was no music. It just let, let the action speak for itself, you know? Here's something about the ending of this film. There was like three places I thought the film had ended. Mm. And then they would just keep getting back into cars. And I didn't understand what was happening anymore. They had me the whole way. I loved the undercover situation. I loved what was happening for the characters. And then all of a sudden I was like, we're going to keep, are we going to keep going? And also, this is full spoiler did Jesse die? Yeah, Jesse got killed. Jesse got shot by Johnny Tran and Lance with the snakeskin pants. I felt like at the end there was there was a lot of blood, there was a lot of carnage, but still I was like, you. I mean, you could still come back from this. Are you dead, dead? 
actually yeah may, we'll have to see if he's in the sequel because i remember jesse was maybe my favorite character there's yeah. a, a, cute, a cute scene with him and brian and they're on the computer jesse's ta- just talking about engines and doing maths and stuff and brian's like oh you should go to mit and he's like oh i wish but i got add so i could never focus enough or something and it's sad and it's cute and i'm like oh this jesse guy's very endearing and then i was like oh no mm-hmm. he's too endearing he's gonna die you know what's gonna he's happen yeah and he gets shot on a motorbike and that's after he's been missing for such a long time he loses the race war, so he drives off into the desert and no one knows where he goes. Which is, he spends 40 days and 40 nights in the desert, comes back, gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jesse's storyline. Which is also just, that's not drag race etiquette. No, yeah. You don't kill someone. They just wanted his car. He owed them a car. The car was right there. They could have taken it. I meant that if you lose the race, you have to give them the car. <laughs> yeah, you can't kill people. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> There's also a scene where they're having the team barbecue and Jesse says grace because he reached for the chicken first. And if you reach for the chicken first, you got to say grace. And Jesse's grace is something to the effect of, we'd like to thank the Lord for these carburetors and 3.2 <sighs> diesel hubcaps. And um, at that point, I'm, I, and everyone's into it. They all love it. And that, that's when I realized, I think these car boys are not too dissimilar to horse girls. Okay. That is a huge, that is a huge take. And I've never thought about it. A trademark of a horse girl is the run. They I'm gallop gonna... as opposed to running. Mm. Whereas car boys put their hands out like they've got a steering wheel and go do they rev i need to know do they rev i remember we used to play uh we used to play catch on the yard um yeah we invented a new version it was called crazy frog catch where you had to put your hands out and rev ding ding bing 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 as you ran around it didn't last very long it was a fad really we went back to regular catch soon after but now i need to ask uh, on the note of carboys did you ever have a car as your Facebook or Bebo profile photo? No, I I, I never had Bebo and I've never, I, I've never, I've never had a Whoa. huge interest in cars. The reason I wanted to watch the Fast and Furious movies is purely because the inconsistency of their titles really tickles me. <laughs> and I was curious to see what the movies were like. This is your troll. That's my troll. <laughs> None of the titles match up with each other. They don't make sense. It's like Shrek 2 for, to going to Shrek the third was like a weird jump, but it's they do it every movie. Every movie's a new variation of Shrek the third. I don't know if you you want this spoiler, but not only is the are the titles inconsistent, the cast decide not to come back just like kind of willy-nilly. Oh shit. Oh no. Apparently, in the next film, we have Paul Walker. Right. And then I'm hearing, if I'm to understand my housemate, in the third film, we have no one. Oh, well, that's Tokyo Drift, right? Yes, because the, the franchise essentially decided that we're not following these characters. We're following these cars. Like, you know, in Sex and the City, New York is the fifth woman. In, mm-hmm. this, in this movie, the cars are all the characters. 
<laughs> guards are the real characters that we're following. And they also do get shot, to be fair, like quite a lot. Yeah, there was some one car exploded. Maybe more than one car exploded. It's hard to keep track in the end. Also, did you know that this film had a budget of 38 million and then brought in 207 million dollars? Oh my God. No wonder they've this... made so many of them. It was a box office smash, this film was. Also, I have a follow-up question. You know, before the race, the first race, the, the 10 seconds, uh, we see Vin Diesel get himself absolutely pumped by putting on a mm-hmm. song for his driving. And he does yeah. kind of like a vague beats to get himself in the mood. What would you put on to win? I'm going to say, Julie, I don't think Fast Car would be a good one because it's it's a very slow, relaxing song. It's not the kind of song that gets you pumped. What about, I, I'd be Jamie, like, what about when you get to the chorus? <laughs> That's true. I don't think about the chorus. chorus. Maybe if there was like a Crazy Frog remix of Fast Car that's that's fast-paced the whole way through that could get me pumped up. Is there a Crazy Frog remix of Fast Car? I'm I'm too nervous. To, do you want me to look it up right now? I'm too nervous to find this. Uh, what What are you gonna? <laughs> what song I'm are you gonna put on to get pumped up? Okay, I don't think this exists. For me, when I'm when I'm driving around in my Fiat 500, the best you, car. Mm-hmm. And what gets me going if I'm going on the M50? It's Alanis Marset's You Ought to Know. How does that one go? Give us a few it bars. It starts off. <laughs> it starts off. I just won't do it justice. It starts off a little a little quiet, a little vengeful. And then, oh, when it comes in with a, a jaggedy guitar, when you're yelling, when you're telling them you want to know about it because someone has left you. Also, this all matters during my mind. But like, it is pedal to the metal. It is fast. It is furious. I'm trying to see how many times I can say that during this recording. <laughs> I, I can't drive, as you know, but I have been getting back into running. And right now my running playlist is just two songs over and over. And these are the two songs that got me pumped up the most. One is Pretty Girl Rock by Carrie. I'm not familiar with this. Uh, it's like, um, all eyes on me when I walk in. No question that this girl's a 10. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> Do you know that one? You'd love it. I'll send I it. I don't. And then Please the second is, is Sabotage by Beastie Boys, which has a lot of screaming, a lot of loud guitars, a lot of crazy drums. Uh, so I just have those okay. one after the other, and that gets me through my run. Just just, just those two playing. Those two, because I, to be honest, I would happily just listen to Pretty Girl Rock over and over, but um, y- you need something to just break it up so you can be excited that Pretty Girl Rock is going to be coming back soon. You have something to look forward to. Okay. Is it the rage that you're listening to the same song that's, that's pushing you forward as well or no? It's such a, it, you know, it feels like a new song every time. It's just such a, such a... <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> let you have it oh my god wait can i just say one thing about about vin diesel's part please in yes. the film we've talked remarkably little about vin um, diesel which is insane if i'm honest because he is vin diesel is someone that i he's in my list of men that i would let babysit my kids no question oh wow you you've told me about this list before um i know vin diesel i know vince vaughn's on there i regret that vince vaughn is on there but yeah i just feel it <laughs> i just feel it in my heart i think he'd be good i don't think he would even eat that much out of the fridge if i'm honest he wouldn't call me to annoy me. He'd be fun. Vin Diesel. Now, am I primed by the Pacifier film? Uh, maybe. Mm. He's also the Iron Giant. So, you know, he's good with... He's the Iron Giant. He's the voice of the Iron Giant. And he's also the voice of uh, Groot in the Marvel films. The tree who says, I am Groot. Vinny. I like to think that 
they told him he could record one I am Groot and they would just keep playing it. But he was like, no, I'll be here every day because I'm that kind of guy. You're actually, you're not that wrong because when he got the part of Groot was just after um, spoilers for world events. Uh, Paul Walker <laughs> died in real life. And oh. Vin Diesel has said he used the role of Groot as a sort of therapy to, to help himself cope with the death of Paul Walker. Uh, by trying to put as much different emotions into each I am Groot as he possibly could. Oh, Vinny. Mm. You know what? I really like that for him. I like that too. Hey, on that nice note, let's take a, let's take our first break. So we're going to take a little breakfast break here. And Julie, I believe you're going to tell us how you prepared your breakfast this morning over the break. Is that right? It isn't indeed, Jimmy. Yeah. Please stand by. That's yeah. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. <laughs> See you after the break. See ya. Hi guys. Good morning. Welcome to the day. You are with me, Julie Duffy, and of course, this is Breakfast and the Furious Podcast. During this break, we're going to be talking about pancakes and how to make them. And the first step, I think, is very important. You need to text people that you're making pancakes for them or that you'll send them a picture of the pancakes to make yourself accountable. Because when you wake up, you might not want to really do it. Uh, Second step, you want to go into bbcfood.com, not the official sponsor just yet. They have a recipe for just about everything. Uh, You want to check what the reviews are, what's the rating. You want to wonder... Who is leaving reviews on recipe websites and why don't you do it? So if we go on here, I'm just checking here. Um, Our first review, the top comment, let's see, it's from uh, pancake underscore queen, she writes, and I cannot stress this is in all capitals. Um, She says, I cannot express this enough. You do not want to put berries in pancakes, especially not raspberries, not in the batter. Okay, that feels oddly, that feels pointed. So, okay, so while we think about this, I think to mull that over, it's time to make a coffee. First start of the day, let's get a coffee into us, get the caffeine buzzing. So for this coffee recipe, you need your housemate's bean grinder and a French press that you received possibly as a gift, maybe at Christmas. Uh, You, of course, need some coffee beans. Now, some people, they like to get a single origin bean. They find that important. I would recommend a mystery origin um like you know they came from the shop but that's that's about where the journey ends with you maybe you traded in a cow for these magical beans that's not really my business you want to start with these beans grind them up coarsely for the french press and again i cannot stress that the french press is essential for this recipe um i promise you do feel better than other people for using a french press and that heightened self-esteem is really how i like to start my day and and enter the world so you put 20 grams of coarsely ground beans in the French press. You you overhear people laughing in the distance. You put 400 ml of water in the French press. Uh, fun science fact here, one gram is the same as one millimeter. Uh, science is wonderful and a gift. Hi guys, uh, listening back, I just realized that I never specified that the water for the French press needs to be boiling. Uh, I think I assumed that that would be clear, but I remembered that this is an intro to breakfast podcast, um, and therefore not fair of me to assume. So please, boil the water before pouring into the French press.
I'm trying to move away from the kettle, but it's actually very loud. Now we wait four minutes. This is a nice time for maybe a crossword. Uh, you water a houseplant. You check the IMDb trivia page about that one person you may have recognised from that show. Now we plunge our coffee in one smooth move. We pour it. We're about to have a sip and then we realise we've not actually started making these pancakes. Um, housemates are starting to look at you, send texts about when are the pancakes coming. Do you need me to run to the shop? Do you have everything you need? Um, at this point, I would recommend maybe looking at pancakes online, seeing where you get them from because you have spent 20 minutes making this coffee. Um, okay, I feel like I've run out of time. I actually am going to go to the shop. So it's been great. Uh, th- thanks, guys. Back to you, Jimmy, and also me. You're going to be a great father, Brian. Okay. okay. We're back from the break. <laughs> our next segment you know it's a standard game but it is it does get the blood pumping so this game as we know it's it's fuck marry kill it's very basic hmm. i give you three options we should give um, it like a like a like the fucked the married <laughs> and the killed i guess we were playing That's the okay. fucked the married and the killed okay cool good idea <laughs> but tokyo drift but the question okay. is these are three cars because what would this podcast be without people that love cars? Exactly. Now, Jimmy, would you like to respond that, you know, you are you are going to kiss, open mouth kiss one of these cars? Or would you like to play like a, a different version, like a, a drive, a dump, a ditch, a dream car, oh, a dream, a dream car? Hey, let's try out the, the car version. But like, we all know what it really means. You know what it's about. Yeah, we all okay, know Jimmy. what we're really talking about. Your options here mm-hmm. for drive, ditch, and dream okay. are the Canyonero from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You remember him, Big Red. Big Red. Uh, Mobile from Batman. Okay, okay. And a clown car. And I'm talking about one of those ones that you see 20 people come out of. No. Very small. Which Batmobile are we talking? Like Batmobile from the 60s, like the Tim Burton one, the the tank one in the Dark Knight? Not the tank one. Not Not the, tank I want one. like the sleek one that kind of has wings. Mm, yeah, I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Okay, Canyonero. The Canyon, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the ad for the Canyonero, the Canyonero goes up on its back wheels and neighs like a horse, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, just like Vin Diesel. Does that change things for you? Or? Well, it just, uh, so does Vin Diesel's car in this movie. Uh, when he finally races his dad's car that he was afraid of, it goes up on its hind wheels like a horse and they drive past the train, just like a Canyonero. I'm going to say, dream car, I'm going to take the clown car because think of road trips. I can go on, I can fit so many people on, in there. And we can go on a big road trip and we're all together in the clown car. <laughs> okay. I feel I like you've assume... imagined the inside is roomy and I'm just going to leave that to you. Unless yeah. you've not. And no, you'd like I'm, to be that I'm close. I'm imagining like a TARDIS situation where it's like bigger on the inside, I assume. Or like okay. we shrink down when we go inside. And then I guess I'm going to ditch the Canyonero and I'm going to drive, wink, wink, the, uh, the Batmobile. <laughs> Why have you ditched the Canyonero? Just because the 
like it's the Batmobile. It's got wings and stuff. You know, it'd be fun to take for a little spin. Canyon Arrow is just like a car, right? <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't want to. You know, it's your life. It's your choices. But you want to go on a road trip in the smallest car you can. Here we have a Canyon Arrow that can handle. It looked like a four wheel drive. There was plentiful cup holders, and this is not your choice for the road trip. Actually, you've no, invited your friends no, to be in the clown car. No, take backs. You've invited your friends <laughs> to be in your clown car with you. Well, my thought was I could fit like 20 friends in there, but like, I don't know if I want to bring 20 people on a road trip, for, like maybe four at maximum. <laughs> That's a lot of people to be managing. You're absolutely, I should have gone with the Canyon Arrow, but the, the decisions are binding and now I'm stuck yeah, with it. I hope um, you and the Batmobile have a great time. I've got a I've got a fucked married and killed for you, Julie. Um, yes. So we mentioned earlier uh, that Vin Diesel gets pumped by playing music in his car. Um, so yeah. we've talked about that one already. So we'll we'll put that one aside. But in that scene, in that race, we also see how all the other characters get pumped. Uh, ja Rule, as we know, gets pumped by putting his hand on a boob. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian Paul Walker gets pumped by looking at the analytics of the car on his computer and um, like turning some nozzles and pushing some buttons. And then the, the third character, who I think is unnamed, he gets pumped by playing a racing game on his inbuilt PlayStation in his car before he does the big race. So I guess. Yes. I guess I'm asking which of those pumping methods are you gonna fuck <laughs> marry or kill on, on a conceptual level okay oh uh, you know what that is a tough question because i didn't he's playing a racing game in the car mm -hmm. just before the real race that's you know what i'm gonna marry that i'm gonna keep that one forever good idea that's fun i'm gonna marry it. i'm always gonna have it with me after a good game of mario kart i am pumped mm. i am excited i always play as king boo i don't know about you but Oh. I'm I'm ready to go then. I'm usually uh, a Waluigi guy, but I've been experimenting lately. A Waluigi? W Waluigi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is he fast? I, I just like how big and gangly he is, and he's like, wow. <laughs> he's but, just vibing. I cannot express this enough. Bowser is so much slower than you think he's going to be. Well, he's so big. You think he's going to dominate the track. Yeah. He's too big. Like, in the Mario Even Kart on a world, motorbike. you'd think he'd be the Vin Diesel. But actually, no. maybe King Boo's the Vin Diesel because they've got like a similar shaped head. <laughs> There's a lot of shaved heads in this film. <laughs> I don't think we could just give that to Vinny. But he is kind of the king of the tracks as well. Like everyone respects Dom. I, I, I don't want to keep coming back to, the, to Vin Diesel. I don't want this to be a Vin Diesel podcast, but do you know who they wanted to play Dom originally? Not They didn't want Vin Diesel originally? No. I can't imagine anyone else They wanted. It. His name is Vin Timothy Diesel. Oliphant. Oh. Timothy Oliphant they wanted for this role. Timothy Oliphant. I do love Timothy Oliphant, but this is Vin Diesel's mm -hmm. role. This is Vin Diesel's movie. Like, you can't take that from him. Made for him. Yeah, and his name is Vin Diesel. Like, that's that. He was born <laughs> for this movie. I haven't looked up, but I assume <laughs> his that's legacy. his Christian name. Would you be devastated if it wasn't? Oh, I'm very morbidly curious now. Much akin to uh, Joaquin Phoenix is actually Joaquin Bottom. His name's not Finn Bottom, is it? It's Joaquin Bottom. It's just Bottom. His brother, River Bottom. 
That makes sense. Like the bottom of a river. It's just, but like River Phoenix, come on. That makes far more sense in my mind. Like that's a star. River bottom? That's, no. You don't want to put your phoenix near a river. It'll get wet. Its flames will go out. But I guess it'll just rise again. It is a phoenix. It goes back. Okay, sorry. I have married Mario Kart at this point. Um, I am going to... Your choices are touching a boob or looking at analytics on a computer. I don't want to go obvious with this. <laughs> I don't want to just say what people are expecting me to say here. But the analytics, this is my reasoning. The analytics were a Microsoft, like 98. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've decided to kill them and touch the boob instead. <laughs> that's what I'm going with here. Hey, great choice. I can't blame you. For I hope one. you're happy. Thank you. Okay, we're going to drive on over to our next segment, the fashion of the furious. It's fashion time, Julie. Did you take much notes of fashion in this movie? I was so excited to take notes of fashion in this movie. And then I realized um, it's horrendous. Is that rude? I mean, (laughs) this, I feel like this fashion is, it's back in. We know fashion is a cyclical moment. There was uh, at one point when a girl at the very beginning uh, steps out of a car and we see that she has these flame big stomper shoes on that stuck with me that was letty those were amazing shoes those were i great. would pay top dollar on depop for those mm. but three words low-rise jeans mm. low-rise jeans were rampant in this universe i couldn't bear them <laughs> and i have such a fear it is a fear that I'm speaking from. I'm speaking from a place of terror that they're going to come back and I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, do you prefer just a regular medium waist jean or are we talk? are you a high waisted jean gal? Oh, to the gods. I want the, I want the highest jeans you have going. I love a high waisted jean and I'm always on the lookout for high waisted men's jeans, but they are very hard to find. So please do hit me up if you ever find really? me. Yeah, it's not as common a, a thing with the with the fellas. But neither are low, low, what do you call them? Low-rise jeans? Low-rise apple bottom, no, low-rise jeans. Low-rise jeans. They're also not too common for guys. We've mostly just got waistband where the waist is. <laughs> Stick with it. Don't shake it up. I felt like I didn't see enough hats in this movie. Very few hats. Jesse had a knit cap on the entire time. Yeah, but I felt like 2000s people were going crazy for like little, like small, like panic patty caps. People were going off for those little hats with the with the brim at the front and it was puffy in the back. Queen Latifah never took those off in the 2000s and nobody had one on. I guess you don't want to hide Paul Walker's hair, as we've discussed. I think Vin Diesel is like, you know, he's a proud bald. He wants the world to know. Vin Diesel, sorry, Dom and Letty. (laughs) had like a romance this is slightly going off fashion but dom and letty were like yes, a please. couple but i got like such like brother and sister vibes off them i did not get romance vibes at all i don't know about you that was a i felt very uncomfortable watching them kiss each other i i, I thought i was seeing something i shouldn't <laughs> well here's what i'll say about it his sister and his girlfriend were very similar looking people like bizarrely similar looking for this film. 
And also in real life, Vin Diesel and uh, the actress who played Letty were going out. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's very surprising to me that Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez were going out just because they, I don't know if you've ever seen the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. But in yeah, I've world, seen every one, yeah. Yeah, Dakota Johnson and um, what's his name? Northern Irishman. Yes, yes, yes. Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan. They give me big brother-sister vibes. I, do, I don't really buy them what? as a couple. Yeah, I really, I watched the first one and I was like, these these guys are related. They've known each other. They realize <laughs> that there's no romance here. I don't know if you've ever seen Teen Beach Movie. It's kind of like a high school musical knockoff. Same thing in that. The main couple, their brother and sister fully. Like in the film or just in your eyes? Uh, no, in the film, they're supposedly a couple. But uh, in my eyes, no, 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 no. <laughs> simply not okay simply not no it just i get very uncomfortable watching now teen beach movie they don't kiss because it's a disney channel original film so no kissing allowed but 50 shades of gray and fast and furious whenever those oh, they be kissing. kissing they be kissing they be grabbing some things as well they be <laughs> but we're no, talking about trousers. fashion Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can count the cars as fashion accessories. Well, the cars are the the heart of the film. Yeah. They're the franchise, as we learned. Mm. Every car was like a different primary color. And they weren't like shiny cars. They were like matte cars. A lovely matte finish. It did seem like these were regular people who bought these cars and spray painted them themselves. You know, this isn't like in the... Mm-hmm. for the future movies where we see these like shiny ferraris and lamborghinis do you know what i quite enjoyed um at the beginning it kind of felt like they were the power rangers in that they all had their own car with their own colors but i do wonder why it was just two people per car what do you mean when the gang are driving around uh, to mm. the sandwich shop and beyond they they all drive like one or two people per car when i feel like they could have just carpooled to be yeah. honest so fair that's a really good point like better for the environment too better for socializing Mm -hmm. you can chat there but yeah everyone is going around in their own car all the time so wasteful what's going on what's happening there also (laughs) you could tell that i really hit the imbd trivia hard because it's my (laughs) favorite place on the internet um neither letty nor mia had a driver's license during this film but they both drove so much they had to take lessons during the film. Why would you? I'm sure there were other people you could have hired to do this. <laughs> also, Natalie Portman auditioned to be Mia. No way. Mia's the love interest, right? Yeah. Huh. Natalie Portman. What, what was she doing much in 2001? She's doing like Star I, Wars, I guess. I didn't listen. She missed out. I'm not following her around, but <laughs> she really did miss out. I wonder if she had a driver's license. Julie, it's time for to take another quick break. Another little breakfast break, and this time you're going to hear all about uh, my emotional roller coaster trying to make raspberry pancakes. So enjoy. Oh, I can't wait. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you. You're listening to the Breakfast and Furious Breakfast Break with me, Jimmy, where I'm going to show you how I make my famous raspberry pancakes. 
So the first thing you're going to want to do is uh, get your flour here. I've got some plain flour, some cream plain flour. And we're going to pour about a, a hundred grams of that into a big bowl. The next thing we want to add is two large eggs. So I've got some corn-fed free-range eggs here. I'm trying to break an egg on a plastic bowl. It's, it's not working. These eggs are strong. That's all the corn they ate. There we go. Then you're gonna to wanna to put 300 mils of milk in there. I'm using whole super milk myself. These days with this weather, you wanna get all the vitamin D you can. So did I say 300 mils of milk? I meant 100. Put 100 in, don't put 300 in. Now you also want a, a little dribble of vegetable oil here, uh, maybe about a, a tablespoonful, so a little more than a dribble. A sprinkle of salt, of course. And because uh, we're going a bit crazy and we're, these are going to be quite sweet pancakes, we'll also add in just a little bit of vanilla. Oh, hello, Matthew. My roommate Matthew Snellgrove has just walked in here as, uh, as I'm making my recipe. I'm just about to add the vanilla, Matthew. No, I know it's hard in the lockdown, but go easy on the vodka in the mix. It's breakfast. Don't put vodka in the mix. Uh, now, next, we want to whisk up this batter. Uh, you can do this by hand, um, with your hand, I guess, if you're a fucking crazy, but uh, I'd recommend using a whisk. Uh, I've got here one of these electric whisks. So thank you to whichever one of my ex-roommates left behind this amazing hand whisk. Okay, so now I've whisked that up into a nice battery texture. Now, here's where things get a little bit fucked. I am experimenting in the kitchen today. I've done this before with bananas and I've done it with apples, uh, but we're gonna try it out with raspberries. We are going to blend the fruit right into the batter. So it's part of the batter, it's gonna be part of the pancake. These pancakes are gonna have raspberries running through their DNA. So I've got myself a punnet of raspberries here. Uh, I've only made quite a small bit of batter, so I'm gonna put about half the punnet in for now. Let's whisk it up. All right, we have well and truly whisked up those raspberries, and it's turned the batter a lovely pinkish color. I'm very excited to eat these. They smell divine. So you're probably thinking, next step, we just stick this on a pan and fry them up and turn them into those delicious cakes. Uh, well, I've actually got a little twist for you. I know you probably thought this was morning the whole time when I was preparing this. Actually, it's yesterday night. I find with pancake mix, it's a lot like a lasagna, where you make a lasagna and you could eat it straight away, and you do. You have a slice, you have a slice of fresh lasagna, but you know you're gonna put it in the fridge overnight, you're gonna reheat it tomorrow, and it is gonna taste so much better. No one exactly knows why that happens, but we all agree, it happens. So I'm now gonna put this batter mix in the fridge overnight, let the ingredients congeal, work their magic, and then in the morning, we're gonna stick it on a pan and make some delicious, hopefully, raspberry pancakes. I'll talk to you then. And we're back. The pancake batter has been resting overnight, and so have I. Get your frying pan, stick it on the hob, put it on like a medium heat. You're gonna wanna put in a bit of a, either oil or some nice butter. And now the next step, uh, no point 
beating around the bush any longer, you're going to put the batter in the pan. Now, I think I've jumped the gun here. I don't know if that oil was hot enough. Okay, fingers crossed I haven't just fucked this, but at the same time, the first pancake is always going to be fucked. That's one of those rules of cooking. So you want to leave that frying on one side until it looks like it's starting to solidify a bit. And now it's time to flip. Okay, I've just fucked this even more. Uh, the spatula I was using was too small for the big pancake I made. Uh, so it's all broken up. I'm not sure about these pancakes. They look kind of fleshy. These, these do not look good. Honestly, this first one doesn't taste like much. I think we've just undercooked it a bit. Hey, let's put that aside as the failed first pancake. And let's try again. Already this looks a lot more promising. As this pancake is cooking and I'm looking at it, I'm really starting to regret. Well, no, I, I don't regret putting the raspberries in. I'm glad I've tried this out and I know now whether it works or not. The reason I chose raspberries is because I thought, hey, what could go wrong? Add two of my favorite things together. You live and learn, you know? It's all about experimentation. Okay, this one feels pretty solid. We're gonna flip it with the spatula. Oh, look at that. That's a pancake, hello. Take back everything I just said. This is a great success. Okay, I think I know what went wrong with the last one. I flipped it with the spatula, but I didn't do the old flipper, dipper, ripper move where you flip it in the air for good luck. So we're gonna give this pancake one of those right now. Ho ho ho. Okay, now that's a pancake. Let's stick that on the plate. Hey, that's not bad. Mmm. Mmm. If I do say so myself, that's pretty fucking delicious. Oh my god. It's like a pancake with like a hint of raspberry. Then every now and then, you get to these little, um, not even chunks, like almost little crystals of raspberry and you bite in and it's, and it's an explosion of flavor. This is a, uh, wow, what a roaring success this experiment was. What's your verdict on the raspberry pancake? I like yeah. it, I oh, like cool. it, yeah. I actually like it. Thanks. <laughs> You're gonna be a great father, Brian. Do you think kiwis are a juicy fruit? I did think of kiwis. I think they got some juice in them. Yeah, they're pretty, not fleshy, but there's a lot of like flesh, like fruit flesh. <laughs> fruit flesh. I don't want to be like dumb on main here, but um, avocados, are they fruits? Did we decide that? Oh shit, I have no idea. What is an avocado? I, honestly? Is it a nut? Jimmy. Avocado. <gasps> because I didn't want to say it at the start because I was like, I'm not 1,000. Avocados are a fruit. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Put this in. We'll keep all avocados this in. going in. Are fruits. They are not juicy. Okay. You win. <laughs> you win. You win on the argument of whether or not a banana is a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I finally got there. Julie, I believe you have planned a fun little quiz segment for us to, to finish up the episode with. So, Jimmy, as you know, a lot the, there's a there's a vicious rumor out there. There's a a lore, a stereotype, if you will, that gay people can't drive. 
um, with one as no- a yes. Oh, just I was just going to say there's one notable exception, which is Julie Duffy. Uh, yes, uh, uh, I took three driving tests, but here we are. <laughs> you are you I'm are in my Fiat 500, and I'm zooming around. You are a gay who can drive. You're defying the gay, <laughs> and you're here on a podcast with a straight who can't are... drive. And really, that's what Fast so... and Furious is all about. You know, it's about it's about bringing together <laughs> gays who can drive and straights who can't. That's what we're doing here. It's, it does unite people. Thank God for that race war. Now, Jimmy, this segment is called uh, Gays Who Can't Drive? Question mark. <laughs> so I have prepared. <laughs> I have looked up three gay people um, to see if they can drive or not. And I'm going to ask you if they can. Okay. Okay. Now, also bear in mind, this was very hard to come across this information. If you Google can a celebrity drive, you come across some very bizarre websites. But here we go. Okay. Okay. Jimmy. Yes. She certainly loves a Porsche, but can Ellen DeGeneres drive? I have a feeling Ellen DeGeneres. Do you remember that episode of Drake and Josh where Josh accidentally runs over Oprah with his car? I would not be surprised if Ellen was out there running over Oprah with her car. <laughs> I'm going to say Ellen can drive and she's running over people. Jimmy, that was jarringly close. She can drive. She is fast. And I've come across about three articles where she's boasting about how she never gets a ticket, even though she breaks laws. Oh, wow. Fast and furious. Ellen. Ellen. Come on. Ellen DeGeneres. There you go. Okay, I'm one down. I'm okay, one, Jimmy. One for one. One out of three. He's saying goodbye to the yellow brick road. But how? Driving? Elton John is 73 years old. Can he drive? Elton John is 73? That's crazy. He looks quite yeah, good. Yeah, he's insane. I know. Um, Doesn't he? Yeah. I saw the movie Rocket Man and... There's no scene where he's driving in it. There is a scene where he's in the back of like a van or something. And it's where he decides he's going to call himself Elton. So I'm going to say Elton John cannot drive. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. According to a 2020 article, over the years, he has splashed an awful lot of money on the three F's. Flowers, football and flipping expensive cars. Elton John can drive. (laughs) That's what they should have called this movie. Flowers, but flipping expensive cars. Flipping expensive. They do flip the cars. The cars flip a lot. (laughs) Okay, let's see if I can get best out of three here. Okay, so here's the connection. Elton John performed at the wedding of Neil Patrick Harris and David Burtka. But can Neil Patrick Harris drive? Okay, here's my logic. I... You, I feel like you're proving a point here. You're okay. trying to get rid of the stereotype yeah. that gays can't drive. So I have a feeling that all three of these gay people you picked can drive and, uh, and will have proved something here today. So I'm going to say, yes, Neil Patrick Harris can drive. My source for this answer came from the infamous article, Neil Patrick Harris's car a child star who actually came out okay. He even drives a responsible vehicle. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Neil Patrick Harris can drive. That's incredible. So it seems that every gay person can drive if this quiz is to be believed. I, it kind of feels like, yeah, to be honest, if you're out there and you're a gay without a license, what's your excuse? What a, where does that stereotype come from? 
I don't know. It's just always been the way. But then I've always wondered, that's a stereotype. But then you have lesbian truckers. And I think, what's that overlap? Explain that to me. And that was gays who can't drive? Question mark. Recurring segment. I actually couldn't even think of a gay person to Google. It was so insane. You just couldn't think of a gay person? I sat down before doing this podcast and I was like, Louis Walsh? Like, I couldn't think of a (laughs) single one. If Billy Eichner ran up to you right now and was like, a dollar for the name of a gay person, go. Nothing. I have nothing. You could say Billy Eichner. He's right in front of you. Fuck. I don't don't want to give him satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Julie, we're coming to the end of the inaugural episode of Breakfast and Furious. Uh, any any final yes. thoughts on the first film, The Fast and the Furious, or any final thoughts on your breakfast today? Breakfast was amazing. I feel a pancake. You're sleepy for the day, but in mm. in the purest way. Absolutely. I have no regrets. What about your breakfast for the day, Jim? I'm really glad I experimented with the raspberries. I really think, as you heard, it worked out for the best. Yeah. Um, as Ali said, they were actually good. Mm-hmm. So I'm delighted with my breakfast. <laughs> I I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I was expecting I got a lot of laughs out of it stuff like sandwich crazy Mm -hmm. roads closed pizza boy that was another good one (laughs) (laughs) Um, the final big truck fight scene I I was legit feeling things the film made me feel things which I wasn't expecting I I thought that scene was so intenso I enjoyed the fast and the furious what about you Julie I started the Fast and the Furious with three housemates and I finished with only one, (laughs) which look, that says a lot (laughs) because we have nowhere to be right now. (laughs) But all in all, I enjoyed the film again more than I thought because I didn't know there was a storyline. But I I think I'd like more storyline for the next one. I had my concerns about Brian falling in love with Mia, even though he's under undercover. Um, and I absolutely adored the house that the FBI managed to secure oh from gosh. what I believe to be Airbnb. And they had those. They had a moat, like delicious-looking um, iced decaf mochaccinos. Cappuccinos. Yeah, they looked incredible. Did the film make you want to have a Corona? Their other paid yeah, sponsorship. Vin Diesel says you can have any beer as long as it's a Corona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was good for Corona. I'm all, I'm all good. What about you? Good. Hmm. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to give that the satisfaction either. That's not, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what if we give it like, like, like a miles per hour rating? So like this film was like 70 okay. miles per hour. I'm going to give this film out of 100 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> It gets, yeah. I'm going to give it 75 miles per hour out of a possible 100 for how fast it was, for how oh. furious it was. I'm giving it, I'm trying to think of what's a good measure of curiosity. For me, furious wise, this was annoyed. Yeah, it wasn't too furious. This was, um, this was Garfield when Odie is like dribbling on his head <laughs> and he's just trying to sleep. That's how furious this was for me. You're giving this on the scale. Yeah, like it was okay. pretty. Like it was pretty. It was pretty mad, but they weren't doing much about it. They're kind of too lazy to to go full <laughs> furious mode. Julie, the next film we watch, okay. um, if we decide to watch another Fast and Furious movie, 
will be the sequel Too Fast, mm -hmm. Too Furious. Do you have any predictions for what's going to go down? So as I know from this film, it's, it's still Brian. Does Brian have to pay for the sins of movie number one? I'm going to say, I'm going to say the, the death of Jesse has affected him in such a way that he's decided mm -hmm. he wants to live a true life on the car racing scene. I like it. So I'm going to say he becomes up. a full-time mechanic. I, the whole time I was waiting for Brian to give up being a cop because, you know, I I, I kind of like him, but he's a cop. ACA bastard. And also, you know what I'm saying? Did, did Brian really like that side of himself? I didn't get it. There was no joy so. in him. No, no. At one no. point, someone was like, I know you want to be a detective someday, but I don't think he does. I think he wants to race <laughs> cars and kiss Mia. He did. I predict. So oh. I hope he follows his dream. Did you stick around for the after after credits scene? Little tease. <laughs> Where Dominic is, is driving? Yeah, it's just Dom <laughs> driving in Mexico. He lives in Mexico now. I, I have heard tell, <laughs> which is a real shame. I've heard that Dom okay. is not in the sequel, is not in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's going to follow Brian and any predictions I have. Um, they go to Europe. I feel like sometimes they go to Europe in these in these sequels. Do you think his hair is going to be as good in this film? No, I think he. I my prediction is he'll because it was a little. It was a good level of shagginess to his hair in this film. I think he's going to have a tighter mm -hmm. cut in the next film, um, in an attempt to make him look kind of cooler. And I, I don't think it's going to work. <sighs> okay, time's going to tell. And I think some cars are going to go fast. I hope we hear far. <laughs> Do you think Tracy Chapman will okay, show well, up? Okay, well, Jim, hmm? what did you go, say? go ahead. Do I think? Oh, do I think she's going to show up in person? Well, I was going to say, do you think she'll show up on the soundtrack? But do you think Tracy Chapman will show up in person in this next film or any film? It's like there's I nine films. She really hope she gets a credit as an extra. Yeah, I think you know, Fast Car is in is Tracy Chapman exists within this universe. I think. Of course, yeah. Wherever there's a universe with fast cars in it, Tracy Chapman's written a song about them. I can only cross my fingers and hope. I can't wait. I can't wait for the moment where, you know, Brian walks into the garage <laughs> and there's a radio in the corner and it's just playing fast car. And it's like a little nod for the fans, just for me and you. Um, oh, it's going to be such a good moment. He looks us right within his piercing blue eyes and then we know we're home. Mm. Oh, yeah. So nice. Well, Julie... <laughs> That's it for this morning. Breakfast time's coming to an end. We got to move on to brunch, I guess, is our next Lunch meal. is coming. Lunch oh! Is mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you so much uh, for agreeing to watch The Fast and Furious and talk about it over breakfast. No problem. Um, and hey, we'll, I guess, we'll be back. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I don't um, want to end on let's see. Yeah, how do we sign <laughs> off? It's been fast. It's been, it's been furious. furious. It's been the it's fast been and the furious. Fast. It's been fast. <laughs> we could say like the name of the movie. It's been furious. If yeah, if it, if one of us says it's been fast, and one of us says it's been furious, and then we both say the yeah. name of the movie we just watched. Okay. Okay. So it's like you it's go ahead. Be, it's been fat. Okay. Wait. Okay. It's been fast. It's been furious. It's been the fast, the fast and furious. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Goodbye. Stop recording. Yeah.
a great father, Brian. Breakfast and Furious has been brought to you by Club Valentine Podcasts, hosted by Jimmy Kavanagh and sometimes Julie Duffy, with a theme song by Owen Potts. Be sure to check out Club Valentine Comedy on all the socials, and as always, happy Valentine's Day.